0: Right, right, okay. On, more energy. Okay. Yeah, more energy. Okay, right. Hello!
1: <laughs> no, don't just start <laughs> laughing when I'm about to do I was just... Oh! Why should you always do the
0: intro? It's just the assumption. Well, you do the introduction then. I want to do the introduction. Why just do? Why didn't you do the flaming introduction? Because he's really stopping. No, me? because there's a
1: little assumption that oh, I'm Nick Page, I'm broadcaster, <laughs> writer, author, very important, big deal. <laughs> oh, and Fat Boy, Fat Boy Joe has joined us. I'll
0: tell you what. Okay, I'll tell you what. You do the introduction and the editing this week, then. Well, I'm not going to do the editing. Oh. Oh, what's the matter? You can't do the editing? Oh, well,
1: look, just because you do, you know, elements of the production... <laughs> I do the whole Oh, thing. OK. All right. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, therefore, you get to do the introduction.
0: No, I don't do so the introduction. Pure, you do the Oh, this, is a... this marriage isn't working, well, is it? <laughs> I just a... want a break. I'm going to have custody of Ethel. Thank Go you. on, then you do the introduction. OK. All right, I will.
1: What do you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 11 of Mid-Faith Crisis. Yeah, I keep going. Well, the podcast for people who really have nothing better to do <laughs> on a Sunday morning when they should be in church. Um, I, My name... No, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing okay. it. Okay. Right. Concentrate right, don't morning. look at me. Okay, right. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Mid-Faith Crisis. My name is Joe Davis and it is a great joy... Stop smirking! <laughs> you're you being really army. childish! <laughs> I you did not sound... Right. Did- right. Just because I don't do it in your miserable drone voice <laughs> doesn't mean I can't do it.
0: Uh, go on, go on. Look, I'm not even looking at you now.
1: Right, good. Stay there. Hello and welcome to the Mid-Faith Crisis. My name is Joe Davis and this is episode 11. It's great to be with you all. I'm losing the will to live. I'm also (laughs) here with my dear friend
0: (laughs) Nick Page. Hello, hello, hello. Go on, because you've got to—you've got to now ask me how my week was. You have to go in. You've reversed roles.
1: I only wanted to do the introduction.
0: Oh, I see, and now it's back to me to just ask you endless questions about how interesting your life is. Right, okay,
1: Nick, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank (laughs) you. How's your week been? And what have you
0: been? Why are you tired? I am very tired. Yeah, I've um been ministering (laughs)
1: that's it why is that funny i
0: don't know listen (laughs) i have as you as you say i have been been giving giving, of myself i've been been
1: giving of myself you've been giving of yourself and and what have we what have we
0: said about that before (laughs) even when people have begged me not to i carried on giving (laughs) <laughs> I just give and give You and give. do, you are right uh, little giver Yeah, no, I've been doing um, speaking, leading retreats and doing stuff like that Wow, oh, that's me. Which impressive. is a privilege and an honour and tiring um, I did a weekend called the Dark Night of the Shed weekend for uh, a load of uh, middle aged blokes, hey. hello to everyone who came uh, in Scargill House in Yorkshire and then I drove all the way down to Devon to Lee Abbey and did a uh, a week's retreat there, led a week's retreat there. Lives were transformed. Of course, the dead so. came back to life. Yes. As but apart from expect. that, nothing happened. We would
1: expect nothing less. Yes. And, no, yeah, it's great. Let's just say there were some poor disillusioned people out there who didn't know you and mm. wanted you to come and speak and do yes, a yes. Dark Knight of the Shed type. Yes. You, how would they do that, Nick?
0: They would contact me uh, via electronic mail or email, as it's known these days. And um or or
1: Why, you're certainly knowledgeable.
0: I know. On the on the worldwide interweb and uh and and they would ask me and I would say I'm cheap and available. Book me. <laughs> it's true. Uh, what about yourself? How are you? Uh, hey! Happy birthday to oh, I know you, you <laughs> 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 yeah. Well I'm very well birthday, birthday, thank you. Dear, whatever your name is. <laughs> Uh, how long have we been friends? We have been really good buddies since about January the second, I reckon, nineteen ninety. Oh, that was when yeah. I, I think yes. I started. When that was that life-changing moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, um <laughs> And and I still don't know when your birthday is. No. Well, there you go. Do you know when mine is?
1: Yeah, of course I do, because I actually care about you. Do you? Yeah. Anyway. When? When is it? Look,
0: let's not get into the actual <laughs> detail. <laughs> It, you don't know do you? I, of course I do. When is it? Well it's in April. It's not in April. No an idiot. August. <laughs> no it's not. You're wrong. <laughs> but that's the thing. We don't. I don't know when your birthday is. It's news to me that it's in what month are we in? March?
1: Yeah. yeah and there it, we are. The ex- Happy birthday to you anyway. That's Thank true. you. That's very kind of you and it yeah. means so much coming from yeah. my, my closest friends. Thank
0: you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. How's your week been? Have you and, been celebrating?
1: Yeah, I have. I had a great weekend in Winchester. So there you go. Uh, I've lovely. Not, I don't know Winchester well, but I was with my family and my kids and they spoiled me and they got me a big balloon and I had a lovely bottle of whiskey. And and my daughter bought me The Velveteen Rabbit, a particularly uh, lovely edition of it.
0: And I have oh, read okay. it and I love it. It's fantastic, isn't it? It is a very it good book. It is a deeply moving,
1: important book. It is. Great. Yes. Well yes. done. I've only
0: read it once and I
1: intend to read it many times more.
0: Yes. Well, mm. it is only about 20 pages long, so I think. You <laughs> yeah, could... 20
1: words long. I think we can.
0: <laughs> it's not a major task to read it again. <laughs> I don't think. All right, stop. I don't know. Great, I'm very happy for you and happy birthday, my old friend. Thank um, you. Less as so... old,
1: but it is true. And I've seen some great films as well. Have you? Yeah, yeah, as always. I don't like to go on about it.
0: Well, uh, you do but... go on about it, though.
1: Hidden Figures. That's great. Saw Patriot's Day. That was surprisingly good, and it was uh, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting and good movie. I thought.
0: And anything else? What else you saw? Well, yeah,
1: I saw um, Lion, which uh it's about Aslan. T- is it? T- t- tremendous. No, it's the true story of a, a little Indian boy who gets separated from his brother and ends up on a train and getting completely lost in India, which it turns out is quite a big place with quite a lot of people in it. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? And uh, I, uh, he ends up being adopted by the most extraordinary people uh, from New Zealand. And it's a story of him reconnecting uh, with his family, his desire mm. to reconnect in his early t- And it's a powerful film, and it's a true story, and it's incredible. But I wept for much longer than I should have done. So. Really?
0: Why? Why? I mean, I cry in films. I, yeah, uh, you know, well, I do know I, um, I never used I remember to. going to see the ABBA... Film. No, what was it called? Um, Mamma Mia! There's a bit in that. So I found... Because we were late into the cinema... I'll tell you this story quickly. We were late into the cinema, and um, so we couldn't sit together. So I went with the, the, the family, with the girls and Claire, and they were sitting somewhere else. And I found myself sitting in the middle of what was clearly a group of middle-aged women on a night out. You know, they'd gone to see this movie. So, And there's a scene in it when Muriel um, M- 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 Strepsall says, you know, she's she's her, getting her daughter ready for the wedding yeah. and the song yeah. is slipping through my fingers. I don't uh, know if you know it. It's the most yeah, yeah. beautiful song. It's about, you know, growing apart. And yeah. Yeah. and I've got three daughters and I just started oh, weeping openly. You. And then these all these middle-aged women were looking at me incredibly <laughs> suspiciously. You know, there's this bloke having a breakdown. And me. <laughs> anyway... It wasn't. So I do just... weep in, but you were saying so you, you wept more well, than no, no. you should have. In yeah, life. that's
1: exactly the point, because it connects with something in your life. You said like you say you've got three daughters. So there was mm. something about that actual moment. And for me, there was something about this kind of massive theme of belonging. I don't know that you really want to go into all this. Yeah, I do, do you.
0: really want to go into it. Why know. why well, I mean I haven't got anything else to go into, so we might as well <laughs> go down this road. Do you want do you want to talk about it? Um I don't mind, because you're letting it on, all out. <laughs> so no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm really <laughs> you want to hear should. it. No, I'm, well, look, I'm caring okay, so, I've got my head on one side. Uh, yes, thank, mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. Thank mm. you. Do you mind mm. if I call you Dave?
1: No. <laughs> I just find it more reassuring.
0: <laughs> anyway, look, tell me all about it. <laughs> well, the, the,
1: the theme of this of this film is, is obviously one of the big themes, is about belonging. Where do I belong? Where do mm. I fit in? And that, it turns out, is quite a nerve, though I hadn't particularly appreciated it still was for me I mean I guess you know I'm I'm the fourth child in my family the jokes abound about you know we didn't want you you know kind of thing uh, not, not much but probably more from people outside the family than inside in, in many respects but you mm-hmm. know I think I think sometimes when you're there, there are lots of children you do perhaps wonder if you're as wanted as you should be so there's issues of belonging I just think in the family and then at school you know the same old story of and my brothers are quite well they're geniuses well one of them isn't a genius he's a brilliant musician but the other two are really bright and so i followed my brother with a photographic memory through school and he's right. like you know first class o levels a levels first class honours, through his phd type right. So you know you don't really want to be following that guy through school so you sort of feel like you don't really belong there and i was always um i was the kind of kid who was like never cool enough to be in with the cool kids yeah and not so odd as to be an odd kid but I never really belonged in any group and then I had my conversion experience in my teenage years and uh, my family didn't go to church or anything like that and I went to church and that was quite an odd experience and you know my family are quite working class especially the ones one side and there. so then I you know become a Christian and hmm. I work for a Christian organization then I become a vicar and you know like some of the family put on their worst behavior because I'm, I'm the vicar you know like so, right. it's, so it's they try they you. try and shock you <laughs> yeah <Not laughs> they
0: don't of, know you that not well not my brothers <laughs> yeah, I lie, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but some of the wider family <laughs> yeah so you struggle with those issues of Fitting in, and I think at church, you know, I remember working for a Christian organisation. I know this will shock you, Nick, but I did occasionally tell the odd joke that might contain mild sexual references, as the BBC no, would you? say.
0: And I can remember that being... must have gone completely over my head. In yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And you know, I can remember
1: being told off
0: yeah.
1: for leading a prayer meeting in an inappropriate manner. <laughs> <laughs> And I can remember think. He, for goodness' sake, my my family think I'm goody-goody two shoes. The, yes. the church think I'm a bit edgy and a bit, yeah. you know, a bit too naughty.
0: And how did you did you feel, therefore, that you weren't fulfilling expectations on either side, or that you yeah, were? Yeah, I think were...
1: sometimes. I mean, sometimes I felt a bit like the yeah, for whatever reason. Um, I you know I've had a good life, and I don't mean to bitch and complain, but for whatever reason. You end up just thinking where you belong, and I can remember, you know, I did a lot of jobs, and I think I sometimes wonder, looking back, whether the many jobs that I did were this sort of desperate search for like where do I actually fit in? And I can remember when we were in London, and saying to Rachel, we'd moved a few times, and and saying to her, I just wanna, I just wanna put down roots. Mm. I just wanna belong somewhere. I just want somewhere to be home and to have friends that I can grow old with and have that sense of belonging. so when the opportunity came up to come down to Worthing to to the church you know I said this this is going to be it so we came mm. here and and all was good and the church grew from i guess it doubled in size in 7 years which has its own issues and then the fateful day so came okay
0: <laughs> and how did you feel there? did you feel then you'd found home you fitted in
1: Yes and no. I found a community to really belong to and base myself at and be, at. and I thought I was going to be in a part of that community for a long time, and they were my brothers and sisters, and I was marrying them and burying them only when they died though.
0: isn't it wrong to marry, marry your brothers and sisters, isn't that? No, I come from the Medway towns, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so anyway yeah. I mean it was it was all going well, and then the whole issue of same-sex unions comes along and I end up helping a couple that I shouldn't be helping evidently and long story short one fateful meeting one by one the leaders who are my friends which is what makes it worse you know get up and and say in front of the whole church to the church and in front of me you know your theology is not compatible Mm. Um, and in any case we've grown a lot and your gifts don't fit so I think that was the moment at which I—I I mean, it—it it was an awful moment. I was so crestfallen, but it, you know, it's one of those things that turns out to be one of the best moments, but you just yes. don't realize it. So yeah. it was awful. I thought that's it. Here, here is the final proof. Now I'm, I was in my forties at the time. I, I now know I don't belong anywhere. I know I—I I cannot fit in anywhere. Right. I just don't belong. So. I've, this is a right pity party, in not it? But, but it? It's not yeah. many
0: laughs, so I'll give you that. But. <laughs> but, it's,
1: but it's one of those things that was a, a brilliant moment, but yeah. it didn't feel like it at the time. Because that whole narrative about not belonging has to be dealt with. I didn't realise it was such a powerful thing in my life. I didn't realise the way it sort of controlled me and affected my behaviour mm-hmm. and affected all mm-hmm. manner of things. And so it, I think, that's often the way spiritually, isn't it? You have to get to the absolute end of your
0: tether yes, before
1: you yes. can really deal with the issues. And I think, in a in a great way, the divine kind of led me to that yeah. moment.
0: Well, we keep we keep the masks on, don't we? The masks are very yeah. difficult to take off, and sometimes it's it is only the shock of something, yeah. something absolutely traumatic, that actually, in the end, makes you face up to this. Although, you know, that sounds an incredibly painful. And yeah, experience it, yeah it is so that's not to minimize the pain of no, no, the experience no, at all
1: it was utterly or i can't tell you um but it was exactly the the crisis that needed to happen in order to deal with it and, I, and i'll tell you something about being in you know coming i didn't grow up in the church so you know i can remember not long after i've been going to church some one of the leaders of the church saying i don't know how this conversation started but saying to me oh i'm Mixed-race marriages are wrong. The Bible condemns it. And I can remember
0: thinking... That's a bit excuse me, where did you go to church? South Africa or something? What no, was I'm not, this? I'm not going to say. <laughs> was it about 1840 or something in the Deep <laughs> South?
1: <laughs> For those who, who know which church that was, I don't think this was necessarily represented the views of the whole church. But okay. Just one of those random conversations. I remember thinking, well, that's that's weird. That sounds strange to me because why would why would the Bible contend that? I thought it was a, but he, he knows the Bible more than me.
0: okay. Yeah, so yeah. so
1: he must know what he's talking about. And you just kind of go, Meh, okay. And then, but we had a female minister and, you know, so it was quite ahead of its time in that way. So now I can remember leaving that church and becoming a young adult and then realising, oh, there's a big issue about Women in leadership. I had right. no idea that this is you know, people are lending me David Pawson books about mm. why leadership mm. is male and kafali and all that monarchy Greek word for headship or something. If I've remembered that right, probably not. But you know, and suddenly you start thinking, Well, this seems this seems preposterous, but these people know the Bible better than I do. Mm. And they're putting all these links and you think, Well, maybe they're right, maybe women might be extraordinarily good at leadership, but perhaps it's just a sign of the fall.
0: What, uh, Are they actually good at it? Yes.
1: Yes, it's a yes. double bluff.
0: <laughs> you
1: see? See
0: what Satan I, I, has I, done? I, I'd never thought of it like that. Yeah,
1: make them far more competent
0: than men. Just to make us feel bad about ourselves. Yes.
1: So, you know, you think this is a bit odd, does it? and then you start to realise there's a bit of a history. Anyway, then this massive issue now, today... What's the issue today? Well, it isn't slavery. And, of course, the church changed its mind on all those issues and argued about those and everything. Now there's a new issue. And there comes a point where, you know, how long have I been a Christian? I don't know, 30-something years, 35 years, maybe more. And people are telling you to exclude. And you're going, I know I can make the Bible say that. I just think this is... Ridiculous! I'm going to trust my own Hmm. judgment, and so I trusted my own judgment on this one, and other people didn't. And and I don't belong.
0: And I don't belong anymore.
1: But that's that's okay. But I'm just my my sadness going back to the film and was can you do you have to all think the same way Mm. in order to belong? Hmm. Or is it possible to belong without all necessarily thinking the same thing? But I, won't, I don't. This sounded like I was having a moan at the church. I was hurt, like so many people, and all the rest of it. But here's the point: when you get to that point, you you either sort of do become a mass of bitterness and throw it all in and stomp around and swear and the church this and the church that and all the rest of it, or or something else happens. And for me, something else happens and that was a much well a few mystic experiences some very powerful encounters with God and God's love for me personally which you know I could share them but I think I probably won't but because they're very personal and intimate and they might sound a bit crazy as well and I, and I don't think I could cope with with that but they were powerful enough for me to really trust them and actually that They were transformative experiences of God's love for me. So now I trust. Do you feel like
0: you belong now? Yeah, I do.
1: But it's a much broader sense of belonging. I feel like I belong to God. I feel like I belong to humanity, and I feel like I belong to the earth. And I feel like this group that we started, we've we've made this decision that our home on when we hold our cult it is it is open and inclusive and you can belong there and i belong to it and on my birthday we celebrated with that group of people because it fell on my birthday and and who who would i rather spend my birthday with than these lovely group of people who encourage me to follow jesus and i do the same for them
0: so but what that's saying to me is Firstly, oh, what a needy person you are. <laughs> yeah. Secondly... You are not wrong. Secondly, more caringly, <laughs> uh, I think... So when you said about, well, I belong to God and I belong to the human race and I belong to the earth... Yeah. And
1: I genuinely great. operate with a sense of connectedness. Yeah, I do. Which I never but had people before. need
0: more than that. I mean, and then you went on to talk about the group. And the people no. need a group. People need people. A community. I think people need yeah. a community. You know, you can't, you know, don't get all flipping Californian on me. Oh, I'm stop. connected to the earth. So I'm going to go and hug yeah. a tree. But they, they, no, I think that's true. I think uh, what uh, you found uh, there, you do need a community. And therefore, so you, let's come back to that question, Where you know, which you said, do we need to believe the same things in yeah. order to belong? I don't think you do need to believe exactly the same things, but I, you know, if you're talking about a community yeah. that's that's going to support yeah. one another, there has to be a there has to be some connection, I think, along the truths yeah. and the sure. values that you hold. Now, I think the issue is for a lot of us that those truths and values are not necessarily in the things that we all, were always told they yeah. were in, yeah. which is about you know theology about the the particular yeah. dog dogma or doctrine that. you know are you are you pre-millennial yeah millennial up your millennial you know carry on (laughs) down the millennial any of that you know any of those minutiae that seems to me to be missing the point almost entirely yeah exactly and but there has to be a shared sense of of community values i think but it i think it's on a much deeper level than necessarily just standing up and reciting the creed every Sunday I think also yeah. you, you know your actions have to match up to that as a community yeah so this is why so many businesses their their values statements never work yeah. because, because they're, they're, they're just not
1: really their values yeah yeah exactly exactly it can't just be these would be nice values for us to have yes so let's let's put yes, those but on let's and carry on just... it, yeah. in the but same let's... way that we carried on before exactly. but
0: we've just got a bit of a better pr exactly Exactly,
1: and and I understand, and I I should say because I feel a bit bad about this, but it, I understand why for people on that particular issue, it's not really about the issue and the people; it's about how you interpret the Bible. Yes, it's, it is. You know, for for people on the other side of it, it's like they don't really want to be nasty or anything, but you are threatening how they understand the Bible and what the Bible is. So to suggest that the Bible. Might say one thing, but you're interpreting it to say another thing. is very threatening. And so, people say things they don't mean. I mean, I say things I don't mean. I, I mean, I completely understand that. And you know, I'm sure I was a complete pain in the neck uh, as well.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Where do we go with this? Let's edit well, it all Well, thank up. you. I think we
0: I think we've made very good progress. <laughs> thank you. That was a great session. Put the bill in the post. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> No, I think that's really important. You know, we do need to belong. Yeah. Well, I love you. I've never wanted to oust you from anything apart from those times yeah. of spring harvest when, <laughs> prayer meetings when we got a bit over the top. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, no. That was merely I, to stop me laughing. That wasn't the final thing. I
1: think this whole thing, however it's turned out in my life, is a good thing now mm. because now, of course, I feel really passionate about providing a place where people can belong mm, mm. and you know people are not easy they're difficult they're like me you know annoying
0: well that i think is another challenge as well isn't yeah. it what happens when yeah, when when people come along to our lovely moist inclusive uh groups and they're not yeah, like yeah. that at all yes and that is a that is a difficulty yeah um and again that's where the culture i think of the group has to be fairly um strong actually yeah not strong in a controlling way but just it has to be fairly resilient to to those kind of challenges anyway do
1: you, want to, do you want to talk about emails <laughs> come come on then. Wonder, we've come on off then. the point we haven't here. even
0: got to feedback yet but we'll do we're we'll doing we'll do, we'll do, we'll do the whole thing the other way around then we we'll let's just do feedback now then come on then Will we have any feedback
1: dorothy jingle uh wrote in again we love dorothy um, and she's got uh, a podcast which we should probably put a link to, featuring Barbara Brown Taylor, who is wonderful. So thank you, Dorothy. And then we got one from Paul. Paul Libert. has uh, quite long. Shall I read all of it?
0: Uh, no, not, not if it's from Paul Libert. Don't read all of it. <laughs> For heaven's sake! No, edited. I quite like edited. it because he, he was probably with drunk. You. Go on, go with
1: <laughs> it. He says. He says, I really like the email from Rob, you read out. Disagreements show us the frontier of our collective truth searching. And this is great. We are blinded to our collectively held untruths. Great phrase. I wish I'd come up with them. Although Nick, and this is lovely, swilled the second sentence around for a bit like he was tasting fine wine. He spat it out in exactly the way I know he wouldn't with wine
0: <laughs> of any
1: quality or meths. Now I come to think of it <laughs> by saying, and this is good, by saying we should perhaps be more positive and recognise that we have collectively held truths. So, yeah, you were quick to... Go on the defensive.
0: Can I, am a, I going to be able to defend myself? That, that inner in
1: kind of, of throwaway comment is surely the problem for many going through the mid-faith crisis or menopause. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> word. And he defies the menopause is when, as a Christian, you just don't feel the same excitement as before. You don't understand your moods. You'd rather have a drink and a chat with your friends <laughs> and fellowship. You only need someone to say amen in the middle of the sermon, to start a hot flush. Worship becomes dry and grating. HRT, Holiness Replacement Therapy patches are available. <laughs> and he goes on, it's very good.
0: That is anyway, funny. That is he's alarmingly making... clever for him. Well, OK, here's a disclaimer. <laughs> Firstly, I've known Paul since about six. Secondly, listen, I don't think I said it like that. What I was trying to do is I think I said also we should recognise that we have collectively held truth. In other words, it comes back to what we were just talking about. There's lots of scope for us to debate and discuss and to challenge the doctrines and dogmas of the church and all this kind of stuff and absolutely look at that yeah. but let's also remember that there are there is truth there to be sure. found and that we can find that together that's what i was saying i was just trying to kind of be a bit you know so if we say well one, one of the fundamental truths that i think you need to operate as as a christian is that god is love yeah, and that's a truth and it's a truth that we can hold collectively and we can talk sure. about it you know we can we can question some bits of it but i think that at the end of the day, you have to have that as well. Otherwise, I think all that ends in the Meneb phrase, which is a brilliant phrase, is that we end up sort of... Yeah, wish we read done that. <laughs> yeah, well, we will. Um, <laughs> you know, all, it, it's, we end up being entirely sort of negative and all that kind of stuff and, and, and questioning. I, I'm i not meaning to... So i was not meaning to dis Rob's thing at all. I was just no. saying that actually there is both sides in this yeah. in this dark night. There is sure. the the challenging of cherished truths but also there is a deeper level of truth one of the effects of the sort of mid-faith crisis is that actually some bits of it you find to be truer in a way that some bits of christianity for me you find it to be truer in a way that you never really grasped before
1: yes you know absolutely
0: you know you actually live the truth of it rather than just have it up here in your head really um so i'm sorry if it sounded like i was dismissing it and spitting it out in the way that i definitely don't do with meths. that that wasn't what it was meant to be it was meant to say well but there is both things going on here there's both sides yeah. going on there
1: but anyway he does say something good uh what, he, said, he said he yeah, said some yeah, very good things well he says
0: but... no no he says something else good sorry Paul. oh good
1: lord he must have been copying this out of a book go on carry on <laughs> he says that he'd like to come on the weekend which means and drum roll please we're up to five, including you and me, on the weekend now. Oh, the I can't come. <laughs> OK. Five, well, that could be good.
0: That, that, we could that get a could... caravan.
1: Well, I was thinking we could probably do it in, in, in my house because it's in Worthing and, you know, we could go to the cinema because it's cheap and, um, oh, and sometimes God. people don't mind sleeping on the floor, oh, which I think. Yeah.
0: Or we could do it somewhere where, where there was still life. I could do it there. <laughs> it's up to you um and yes indeed well i'm too it's too soon for me to think about giving myself again <laughs> i'm i'm all given out
1: i you? yeah you look like it to me fair. and
0: before frankly i do entirely give out we should um i think close this podcast well it's interesting
1: it's interesting we had some feedback last week um from some people who said you know you you finished with this idea of surrender what can we surrender oh yeah to the, you know, and I thought that was good. I did. I did not think that was jargon. I thought it was good. Right. A couple of people said it. Uh, it sort of smacked of kind of old school, old stuff. So surrender is a militaristic word. We used to militaristic language. We don't like it. This kind of yielding to an Almighty God. That's what they heard in that. I didn't right. hear that in respect to you. But so I thought that was really interesting because I. What I heard when you said surrender is letting go. You yeah, know, there, exactly. There's stuff yeah. we need to let... Baggage we need to let go of in order to live freer lives. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, I mean, again, prayer is one of those things that changes all the time. You know, you tend to start your life out with shopping list type prayer and then you learn other forms of prayer and centering prayer and all the rest of it. But one of the ways that I just find really rich in prayer is, is that whole... Um, contemplative prayer, whereby you sit quietly and you become conscious of breath and you breathe in God and you breathe out God. And you know, I love that. Um have you heard of this? That actually the the word for spirit in Hebrew, ruach, is is breath. Actually the name that was unutterable, the name that was so holy it couldn't be uttered, the name for God, Yahweh, I've heard that some scholars say that actually derives phonetically for breath so it's
0: <sighs> <sighs>
1: But what I, I, now I don't know if that's true but I would love it to be true because because this idea of the name that cannot be mentioned because it's so holy actually you never stop saying it from the moment you're born to the moment you die I just think it's something very poetic and beautiful about that but one simple contemplative prayer is where you sit and you breathe in. And you can breathe in the word God or you can breathe in the word love and or peace. And you can just breathe out and then breathe in, in again. Love, God, peace, whatever whatever word you find helpful. And then, of course, what happens is when you do this, your mind races a million miles an hour. You think of the emails you've got to do. You think of the phone calls you've got to do. You think of the, th- the, the to-do list that is growing by the moment. And the idea is not to empty your mind things the idea is just to notice those things and and i'm not going to say surrender but let go of them before god so you know you breathe in love and then you think i've got to do this email and you just go i give you that email and then you breathe in love and then Mm. and then you remember that you've got to make a phone call and you go lord i give you Mm. that phone call and you breathe it and so you notice the things but you don't indulge them you don't comment on them you don't you don't keep thinking about them you just Part of your prayer for this five or ten minutes is just noticing those thoughts and letting them go to God. Mm. And then when that ten minutes is over, you can actually focus on those things. And that's a very, uh, for me, that centres me for the day. So, you know, if you're not used to doing those kind of things, it takes a bit, but it's great. It's great. And you can do it outside. You don't have to sit in a inside you can you can do it while you're walking if you're the more active type great
0: yes i mean that is it's letting go really is what i meant and uh i think that is a good a good way of putting that into sort of a bodily habit really yeah um the german word apparently for serenity is is which means having let go having let go so i think it's that it's just giving things over yeah yeah. So anyway, You're quite good with words, aren't you? I quite. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you well, I I stuff. good with words, am yes. <laughs> uh, hang on. Anyway, it really is time we should uh, yes, say goodbye. It is. So you did the welcome. Do you want to say the goodbye as well?
1: Yes, I would. Thank you for listening to all of this waffly episode 11. It's been great to be with you. So it's good night for me.
0: Uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Let go. <laughs> for heaven's sake, let go. <laughs>